Hello, Sky friends, and welcome to Seasons of Skyrend, Book 4. We're a custom 5e D&D adventure that focuses on the stories of our characters as they seek to change the world, and how the world responds in turn. I am your host and DM, Scott, and you can find me on Twitter at TheScottBlake. Hi, I'm Chris, and you can find me at EwokKiller on Twitter. I play Finnegan Finn Tempest, a tiefling trainer, which is a Skyrend original class supported by the Metalweave Games supplement Baby Beastry. Finn is the trainer of Cerulius, a blue guard drake. Hi, my name is Nate. You can find me on Twitter at Skyrend underscore Nate. I play Darvin Grimm, the human monk, and I am currently hosting Cade, the demigod of the land in my brain. Hi, I'm Shannon. You can find me on Twitter at Skyrend underscore Shannon. I play Aranus Gray, the god of rebellion, and I am a half-elf bard. You can also find the show on Twitter at Skyren Podcast, and you can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash Podcast. Head on over to find out about bonus chapters, early access, NPC creation, and more. Now then, thank you for joining us, and please enjoy this chapter in Seasons of Skyrend. Darvin, Aranus, and Finnegan. Since arriving at the Church of Corum in Libera, you have made it clear that peaceful negotiations would not be possible. Whether it was with Malsius or with General Nils Virages and his way of obligate mortality following, all disagreements have led to violence. Outside of the initial attack, Malsius had no one to further protect him. It is little wonder that he met a bloody end. Nils, on the other hand, has had sustained support from his loyal compatriots. Even though his allies were slain in battle, others are still willing to fight alongside him. Making your way to the first roof of the church, you find Nils, joined by Curio and Marston. Like their fallen comrades, they have also replaced some of their body parts with animal replacements. Curio with tendril arms, and Marston with grasshopper legs. If Nils has any replacements, they have yet to be revealed. Standing prominently on the roof are six massive bone-like stone fingers surrounding an old teleportation circle. Each finger has six grim pendants embedded along their interior faces. What exactly Nils intends to do with this remains to be seen. He boasts of achieving what Corum and the conscription either could not or would not. Previous attempts provided unexpected yet hopeful results. But Nils believes that Darwin's body will be the key to true success. As the tensions rise, Nils reveals a short sword made of the two missing bones from Darwin's lower leg. Metal wires wrap around the length of the bones both reinforcing and sharpening the makeshift blade. He and his allies stand ready to enact their grand plan, with or without your cooperation. Nils directs the bone sword at Darvin before turning it to the floor, saying, Darvin, this is your final chance to join the right side. We would prefer your cooperation, but we will resort to force if necessary. Aid us now, 
and be hailed as a conduit of the God of death, or be forever scorned as a blasphemer. The choice is yours. Could say the same thing. <laughs> Except I don't think you would see it, so never mind. <sighs> Nobody has any pithy remarks or final attempts at negotiations, which be honest, not looking great, but uh, now would be the time. If not, we're going to have to roll some initiative. I think it's time to roll initiative. Yeah, there's nothing I can say. Okay. Just wanted to give everybody a shot to do something before we started rolling dice and throwing fists and magic and whatever else might happen here. So, big roll big dice. Let's roll some initiative. Not bad. Mm. Middling. Let's start with Darwin. Uh, 23. Ooh, so fast. Arnis. 14. Not so fast. Finnegan. 12. 12. And I suppose I should roll a die here for Nils and the gang. Eee. You like to see it. You like to see it. Well, Darwin, you are the first to act. Nils has just made one final attempt at persuading you to join him. Doesn't seem like that's going to be the case. So, what are you going to do? He's in Ranjami, right? He is, as are his two allies, Curio and Marston. I'm going to go big. Start by targeting the man dude. All right. Let's get it done. The first attack leg sword is a 28. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, that hits. Four, nine damage. All right. And second leg sword. Mm-hmm. 18. And 18 is not going to hit. Okay. Oh, shit. Well, he is the boss. Yeah, I guess that's right. Then we're just going to throw a punch. Just going to throw a punch. All right, just a punch, just a punch. Ooh, a crit, though. Ooh, nice. <laughs> Crit on a punch. Let's see how much damage I can do on a punch. Heck yeah. Punch him. Uh, I rolled. Hold you don't want to know what I rolled. It's a seven. I rolled Total? two ones. I rolled Snake two eyes. ones. Oh, no. Oof. Oof. This is Oof. why I hate the rules for crits in this edition. Because you can roll minimum damage. Yeah, I kind of miss the max damage on crits. Um, Oof. Oof. That's my turn. That is your turn. And unfortunately, Nils, Marston, and Curio are up right after you. So, who boy. Curio. Curio is the shape changer with tendril arms. And Darvin, you're about to get very familiar with these tendril arms. These are not octopus or squid. Uh, these are jellyfish tendrils. Oh, oh no. And it's just going to lash at you like a whipping action. Let's get a couple of hits in. Well, that three on the die is probably not going to hit. Let's see. This other one's a little higher, maybe. Let me see what their attack bonus is. Does a 16 hit? No. All right. Well, then they're just going to try to give you a swift kick in the shins. 
No. No, that was lower. Nothing above a 10 from Curio. So there's a couple of whoosh, whoosh, and then a kick. You just dodge out all of that. And then Marston, dude with the grasshopper legs, is going to do a quick little hop. Can hop quite well. Nice little jumping action. And as he lands, he's just going to try to punch you in the head. There we go. This one will probably hit. How about a 22? Yeah. Okay, okay. And because of their goal here, Darvin, Marston is going to use Stunning Strike in an attempt to stun you. So please make a constitution saving throw. I'm going to figure out the damage here for this attack. Okay. Say 14. Oh no. That is, that is not going to be good enough, my friend. You are, you are stunned, which means you're incapacitated. Can't move. Can only speak falteringly. You'll automatically fail strength and deck saving throws, and attack rolls against you have advantage. It's just till the end of their next turn, but it's something. Yeah. All right. <laughs> You're stunned. He doesn't need to get a couple more shots in. So what he's going to do, he's going to use the rest of his movement to turn and just hop over right next to the teleportation circle with the bone fingers. He turns and just faces towards Aranus and Finnegan and Cyril. Because Nils, with his action, Darvin, since you're stunned, he's just going to grab you. Damn it. He's going to pick you up and he's going to just charge forward into that teleportation circle. Just drop you right into it. Aranus, what would you like to do? Darvin charged forward and now he is in the place that Nils wants him. Oof, bad move. Don't recommend it. No, I mean, it was, it was your move. It's what you should have done. So, like, you yeah. didn't, you know. Um, raising the stakes immediately. I love it. We got there fast. <laughs> yeah. Just means it, just my calculus a little bit. Mm-hmm. Oh, just to be clear, Nils is also still in that teleportation circle with Darvin. Did not have enough extra to get himself out. Okay. We haven't really talked about it, but can I tell just by looking at him what race he is? Nils? Celestial. Yeah. He is part celestial, yes. He's part celestial. He doesn't have wings, though, which was a note that Finnegan provided from his backstory, but there certainly is a reason why he doesn't have wings. But yes, celestial. He's a, he's a bigger guy. Okay. The reason I ask, it's not just to ask. Okay, good. Because, yeah, no, that would be real. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be a dick move. Like, no. Mm-hmm. Um, the reason I ask is because I'm trying to figure out I'd be able to, like, tell on site whether or not he can be charmed. Um, okay. Right. And now I'm trying to figure out if I know that about Celestials. I don't know I if mean, I do. I, I, I'm trying to look up other Celestials now. So far, the ones in the monster manuals all have immunity to being charmed. I don't know if that's a celestial thing, or if that's just what they tend to give them for being celestials. I mean, it would seem right to me. Yeah. I just don't want to waste the high-level spell slot on him it's if I It's pretty consistent across. I mean, I think things like that, like, hey, elves are immune to this, celestials are immune to this, because celestials aren't the divine beings that they are in other settings, like they're just another race, I think it'd be something that'd be fairly common knowledge. Okay. So no, no, they cannot be charmed. Okay, that's, no, that's helpful. Can you get someone out of being stunned? 
It's a condition, so if you have something that ends a condition, then yes. <sighs> I don't think I do. Hang on, maybe I do. I think Darwin does, but that would probably be too little too late. But I don't know if his stillness of mind translates to conditions. I think that's what it's called, but I could be mistaken. Oh, his purity of body makes him immune to disease and poison. I have... Oh, no, stillness of mind, yeah. He can oh, use yeah. an action to end being charmed or frightened. Oh, not conditioned, though. Not stunned. No. Yeah. I do have something that'll end a condition, but then it says the condition can be blinded, deafened, paralyzed, or poisoned. Yeah. I think it has to be one of those. But then greater restoration doesn't help. It's so stupid. <laughs> Sorry. Like, it doesn't tack on to the amount of conditions. It just gives other things that it'll do. And I'm like, but I want... I can't just slap him out of it. <laughs> oh, fine. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm, like, I'm, tr I'm trying to figure out how to do the most good in an impossible situation here. Okay. Um, I don't know what to do. We've got three enemies and a giant magical object. It's a wisdom save. And I have a high wisdom because they're clear. They're because they're monkeys. Monks. Monkeys. Mm -hmm. I don't know what else you have. My thought had just been turn him into a cat. Well, I was thinking. So the reason I was asking about his race is because I was going to cast Otto's irresistible dance on him, but I don't have to cast it on him. I can cast it on the guy right in front of us. Oh, if you want to go for Marston, you certainly can. I don't think you and I are clumped together. Because I wandered off to look at the finger. Oh, yeah. Which means, Finnegan, right. you're real close to this action. I mean, I could also just try to destroy one of the fingers. I could just Eldritch Blast it. But I don't feel like that's going to really help. I feel like that's putting a Band-Aid on it. I think if, if you're going to try to destroy one of the fingers, you need to use something that you know is going to fuck it up hard and fast. Like, well, the idea of whittling have... it down is not the okay. best use of your okay, time. Well, I don't have anything that's going to do that because I'm a bard. I don't know what to do. I mean, I could just keep attacking Nils. I can firebolt him. I can Eldritch Blast him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm concerned that he's got more than 150 hit points. I would just power word stun him. <laughs> he seems like a big guy. So I'm... Uh... You could try power word stunning one of the other guys. Well, that's not a bad idea. Ooh, that's your eighth level spell, isn't it? Yeah. What's the effect of that? They're stunned. Literally. Okay, so, so here's how it works. If they are stunned, the stunned target has to make a constitution saving throw at the end of each of its turns. On a successful save, it ends. So basically, they have no turns until it ends. Mm -hmm. And it just happens. There's no save on the initial hit. Got it. As long as the target has 150 hit, hit points or fewer. Otherwise, it has no effect. <sighs> Do you have any other spells at that level? I mean, I could just cast Firestorm at 8th level and just burn us all to the ground. <laughs> but it would burn yeah, all of Arvin us. Yeah, will live through it. Yeah, that's probably not the best idea. If we're going to die, let's let them kill us at least. You could always auto one of the other guys, just so you're taking them out of the fight. That's kind of what It doesn't have to be else. That's kind of what I was thinking. Okay, so that would be the guy that's right near me, Mar Mar Marston. Marston. There's Marston with the grasshopper legs, and there's Curio with the jellyfish tentacles. Right. But Curio is still kind of near the middle, right? It's yeah. Marston that moved? Marston and Nils have moved. Curio is still a little bit farther away. 
I was only calling that out specifically because jellyfish doesn't need to spend key points to stun people, just needs to hit. That's why they got jellyfish arms. And is Marston right in front of me? Not like right in front of you, but close enough. But but near me, right? Yeah. Yeah. Not like, melee range. But getting there. Yeah, could be. <laughs> could be okay. soon. Like okay. within one move. Okay. And again, not to be rude or terrible, but besides the grasshopper legs, can I tell his race? Yes. Human. It's human with grasshopper legs. Okay. Thank you. So there's no reason to think that charming wouldn't work on him. Okay, that's what I'm going to do. All right. Uh, I'm going to look straight at this dude grasshopper who's just like hippity-hopped his way over here. Mm-hmm. And just say, hmm, what is it those legs can do? <laughs> and can cast auto-resistible dance. Okay. Uh, I know he doesn't get a save against this right away. Nope. Grasshopper legs just dancing and capering in place. <laughs> Using all of his movement to dance without leaving in space. Disadvantage on dexterity saving throws and attack rolls. While affected, other creatures have advantage on attack rolls against it. As an action, has to make a wisdom saving throw. That's the... Uh, spending an action that... Okay, cool. In which case, then, yeah, it's successful. Marston is dancing. It's a very tap dance, soft shoe type dance, but he's going for mm-hmm. it. And now he looks particularly cross at you, Arnus, because... No, that's not what today's about. Oh, um, once he's dancing, can I use all of my movement to get like as far away from him as I can? Yeah, you can retreat to the back. I don't know end exactly. Of... Yeah, I'm like I don't know where there is to go, but you all came up to the roof through a set of stairs down below from the lower floor. Those stairs just kind of came up in a little alcove. There wasn't really anything at the top of the stairs, not like a room or anything. Just like you know, roof access stairs. Across the roof from where you came in is where the snow and the ice still remains on top of the building. And they were more on that side, Nils and his crew. So if you back up, you're approaching the front side of the church, which is still dug out of the ice and snow. Okay. And you can hear the city behind you. Nothing too loud has happened up here, so people aren't gawking or anything. So. I have a feeling that might change soon. (laughs) We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Actually, wait, no. Because of the way this whole day initially started with you bursting in and being like, leave or die, all those just parishioners, the attendees of the church who left, knew that something was up. So there's probably some of them keeping an eye on the building, waiting for something to happen, but they can't see what you're doing on the roof. We'll see. Okay. Is that all, Arnis? Yeah. All right. Finnegan, you're very close to a dancing Marston, a stunned mm. Darwin, and General Nils. Hey, given that I did wander off, how close am I to all these people? I would say you're no closer than 10 feet, but it depends on how close you got to the teleportation circle itself. We okay, can stretch that out totally like 10 to 30 feet. I like exactly where that is because it gives me lots of options okay my first question can i cast dispel magic on the teleportation circle that's a good question that's a good question 
I looked at both the spell for teleportation circle and the spell the spell magic, and I don't see why I can't because it is con- would be either considered an object or a magical effect or a spell. But it's your call. Yeah. Let me look at teleportation circle because the spell is like the you know the field version. I'm not sure how mechanically it differs when there's like no, this is our Stargate basically. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Hmm. Okay, well, it looks like the immediate things that I'm seeing in terms of other people asking that very same question or similar question varies because Dispel Magic works on anything that's not a duration of instantaneous. And teleportation circles obviously aren't instantaneous, but the whole it being considered permanent is where people start getting into, well, this is what I would do. Mm-hmm. Let's see, how do we want this to work? How do we want this to work? Because I think a casting of Dispel Magic to turn off a permanent teleportation circle is kind of kind of lame, because we're talking a third level spell working against a fifth level spell that was cast in the same place every day for a year. So let's see. For each spell of fourth level or higher... Ability check, DC 10 plus the spell's level. Successful check, the spell ends. There's a lot of Darwin pendants in there, but those aren't really to enhance the teleportation. They're for something else. Oh, sorry, they're not for the act of teleportation, like turning on teleportation. They're for a different part of it. Scott, never mind. I'll do something else. <laughs> I was, I was going to say you could use it to increase the difficulty of them using it. But I'm worried about, like, my main worry about that is... I've got another plan. Don't worry about it. Okay. Okay. What do you want to do? Well, I've got part of a plan. Give me a second. Okay. Well, then I will will continue opining. My main concern is I know what their success looks like, and I know what their failure looks like. So just increasing the odds of them failing at what they're trying to do with a Darwin is, like, more dangerous for everybody. (laughs) And I'd be happy with that, but kind of sends it from a win-lose scenario to a lose-lose scenario. Eh, a win-lose-lose. Well, I'm pretty sure at this point it's a lose scenario. I don't see us coming out of this one alive, but we'll try. Um, okay. I'm going to do something we haven't done yet. Okay. And I'm going to cast Yoru's Breath on Cyril. Uh-huh. So I'm going to use level two spell slot to do that. Ah, uh, Yoru's Breath. Our custom spell. We've not done that a lot. We've done it once before that I can recall. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I'm going to just, like last time, give Cyril Acid Breath. Acid Breath Cyril, yes. She's just going to be wacky because, you know, she's a blue drake now with Acid Breath. That just doesn't mm-hmm. happen. And then I'm going to walk right over. Oh, God. This is such a fucking stopgap. It's not even funny. I'm going to walk right over and stand next to Darwin and make sure that I am at least 10 feet away from Cyril, and I'm going to activate the use of anti-magic field in my ring. Hey! Ooh. Ooh, this is nice. Because if dispel magic won't work, that would. Yeah. I think an anti-magic field is great. Until I get punched. Nice, nice, nice. Because this is a constant field, whereas Dispel Magic is just like a one mm-hmm. thing. 
it's also concentration and my DC is 13. So this is going to last one punch people. That's fine. One punch I, is better than no punches. Don't get punched. I, yeah. Yeah. Cool. You activate this anti-magic field. Oh, how big is anti-magic field? 10 feet. 10 feet. Ah, that's why you wanted to be 10 feet away. Just to make sure Cyril's breath could still hurt people. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's fun. You activate this field. There's a slight vroom. Nils is not pleased at all by this. Anything else you want to do or say on your turn, Finnegan? Yes, I'm going to say something. I'm going to give... <laughs> I'm going to say... Darwin, you got to get up and bring the damned roof down. Their power is built into the circle. Cyril, do your best to take down the fingers. I've given you the breath. He knows what that means. <laughs> is there a finger not in my anti-magic sphere? If you're leaving Nils outside of your anti-magic sphere, then yes, because he's also within that circle of six fingers. So it really just depends on how close you got. You can like have half, you can be overlapping like half of the, the circle and that effectively turns it off. That's up to you on how close you really wanted to get. Yeah. Yeah. I guess that's what I want to do. There's no ideal situation right now. The situation's screwed three ways to Sunday at this point. All right. But I guess I want, cause I want Cyril to be able to attack Fingers. to do something. Fingers. Fingers. Sounds good. Yoru's breath is a 15-foot cone, so it could also get Marston and Nils in this same blast. Do you want to do so? Well, if that's doable, then let's do that, yeah. I figured that was part of the reason, because she's already strong, so let's do it. Yeah, I didn't know what was completely feasible right now, yeah. So right. I'm going to roll the damage, you roll the save. Ah, deck saves. Deck saves. Save is against my save, which is an 18. Oh shit, wait a minute. This none of this works. We can't Why do not? this because I can't have concentration on two spells at the same time. Uh, okay, so which one do you want to do? I wasn't even thinking about concentration. Um well we, we haven't talked about it. Can I concentrate on the ring and Yoru's breath at the same time? Let me pull up the ring. Let me pull up the ring. I don't remember if the ring had any stipulations about There's nothing in it about concentration. Yeah. Uh, Okay, I think with a reading of spell release, bonus action, release any spell stored within the ring, it uses the slot level, the spell save DC, and spell attack bonus, and the ability of the original caster, but it's otherwise treated as if you cast the spell. So I think that includes the concentration. Mm -hmm. That's what I assumed. So, bonus, I didn't just use that level 2 spell slot. So no Yoru's breath then? No. All right, then. So I've got the anti-magic field up, making the uh, teleportation circle inoperable for the time being. So then instead of telling Cyril that she has the breath, I just tell her to attack one of the fingers. All right. All right. Cool. She bounds over right past Marston, who's still dancing. Go for it. Whack away. So 25 to hit. Oh, yeah, that'll hit. Six damage for the first one. Twelve to hit on the second one. Uh, yeah, twelve will hit. Seven. Okay. These are tail slams, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. 
So she turns and gives a couple of good whack, whack with the tail. And the finger shudders. There's a little bit of, little bit of debris falling out. Maybe a slight crack along one of the sections of the finger. That's my turn. That's your turn, and that's Cyril's turn. Cool. Which brings us back to Darwin. Darwin, you are currently under the effects of Stunning Strike. And you will remain stunned until the end of their next turn. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, it's not a lot I can do, right? You can speak falteringly. <laughs> do I understand what Finnegan told me about? Did he say get to the roof? Bring the roof down. Bring it down. 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 The like literally roof. bring the roof down? Yeah. Like you can create fissures in the ground. Do it. <laughs> oh. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. All right. All right. But I can't do that right now. Yeah. You got to wait for your next Got turn. You. If he gets one at this point. <laughs> yes, if I get one. All right. Anything you want to say while you're stunned, Darvin? Not really. Maybe just a good, huh? For, you know, effect. <laughs> okay. Okay. In which case, we go back to Nils and his crew. Curio, the shape changer with the jellyfish tentacles. Whew. Do they run after Arnus or do they attack... Finnegan and Cyril. Cyril is trying to bring down the bones, the fingers. So I think Cyril is the the current threat for them. Kiro is going to rush over and lash out at Cyril with two jellyfish strikes. Well, that's a crit fail on one of the die. Yeah. And a... Oh, that one's a little bit better. Uh, 16 on the second hit. That'll tie. All right, all right. Go ahead and have Cyril make a constitution saving throw. That is a 22. Okay. Not stunned, but will take 12 points of damage. And then they are just going to try to kick Cyril. Right in the ribs. Yeah, that'll hit. That's a 26. Yeah, that'll hit. Hey, for max damage, that's 13 bludgeoning. They rush up and they're like, stop it, you filthy beast. Gross. That was out loud. You hear them from way over there? Yeah, you can hear them from way over there. Curio's not trying to be silent about it. This isn't a whispered insult. I literally shout gross. Um, (laughs) Okay. And then we've got Marston, who's under the effects of this irresistible dance. He needs to make what kind of saving throw? Wisdom. Let me look to make sure, but yeah, I'm pretty sure it's wisdom. Okay. He's going to try to do that. I know he can attack with disadvantage, which might still be good, but it needs to move. Other die, other die. Here we go. Yeah. He pretty wizful. Let's roll another crit fail. Oh, nice. thank God. Different die. Another crit fail. Still dancing away. We like, we like that. <laughs> Everything else is going shitty, so we like that. <laughs> um, is there anything else it can do? I mean, can't take any of its bonus actions without actually being able to take an attack action. So, no. Marston continues dancing away. Looking 
pissed. And then we've got Nils, and oh man, this is good stuff. Finnegan, the source of Nils's defeat and shame, you've brought yourself closer. So Nils, after unhanding Darwin, turns to you and approaches. Ah, oh, Finnegan, I've been waiting for this chance. After what you did to me and my crew, I've been waiting for a chance to bring you to justice. And he's going to lunge at you with this Darwin leg sword. Please remember, it is no longer magical. It is no longer magical. I, Which is a shame because it's got cool magical effects on it. But right now it's just a short sword. Sling at Finnegan? Oh yeah, he's lunging at Finnegan. Will you give me numbers and die, please? Oh, sure. Sure, 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 sure. Oh no, sure. you can't do that. I'm in an anti-magic field. Oh. Unless you use a divine charge, you can't do that. It's true. It's true. That's bardic magic. It's centered on him, yeah. Okay. Next. But if you want to do it, you can use a divine charge to get through the anti-magic field, because godly magic can be cast in an anti-magic field. Yeah. I think we've done that before. Well, why don't you call numbers? Because who knows what's going to happen? Like, call numbers and then we'll make the decision. Oh, he's going to hit me. (laughs) There's a very good chance he's going to. There's no point in me doing it. Well, let's let me roll dice first. All right, let's roll some dice. (laughs) Let's do the dice thing. Uh, He lunges at Finnegan. That's a five on the die. That'll actually miss. Well, there's still a bonus. What is what is your fourteen? I don't know. I'm just thinking, like... It's not a guaranteed save. You could roll the one and not help. Don't spend a god point to roll a one. Okay. Okay. In which case, yeah, that's going to hit. If your AC is a 14, he's going to stab you real good. And it's just a short sword attack. This time. Which is a monk weapon, but... That's going to come out to 13 points of damage. Now, for my constitution save, I have to beat the 13, right? 10 or half of the damage, whichever is higher. So just 10. Fucking A. Oh, no, I tie. Oh, then it works. Then you maintain concentration. Just barely. Hold on to it. Uh, He's going to try to stab you again. Yeah. If it weren't for the concentration on the spell, I'd just be rolling all these at once. But yeah. Oh, that is considerably higher. That's a 13 on the die. Yeah. Roll your damage. That's going to hit. Ooh, only minimum damage this time. Seven. Lunges forward with his blade and it scrapes along your arm. Make another con saving check. That's a crit, so that saves. Ooh, very nice. And then, yeah, he's going to give you a couple of swift elbows. His unarmed attacks. First one is definitely going to hit. Definitely going to hit. It's an 18 on the die. For another 13 points of damage. That's another crit. What? Ah. I mean, that's great. That's great for you guys. <laughs> cool. And his final attack is a 17 on the die. You're going to bring this elbow down right on top of your shoulder. For 14 points of damage. That's nine. The very last strike. The anti-magic comes down. And as he finishes wailing on you, he's like, oh, Finnegan, it feels almost too good to do this. But it seems we're ready for other things. He doesn't have any more actions on his turn. 
so he can't enact any of those things. Darvin, you're no longer stunned, of course, but it's not your turn. Arnis, it is your turn, though, on the other side of the roof over there. Okay, Darvin isn't stunned. That dude is still dancing. Nils is in the middle of an anti-magic field. The anti-magic field just went down. Oh, it went down. Yeah. Cool. And I... Somebody tell me, is there a better use of my inspiration than to cast Firebolt on this dude? Uh, I... Do you have anything bigger than Firebolt you can I... cast on him? Not really. Okay. I mean, the only other big, like, damagey thing I have is Fire Swarm. And that's, that's gonna kill us all. Fuck us all up, yeah. Yeah, like, a lot of what I have is spell saves, and so, like, inspiration won't make a difference. Or but... Saving throws, yeah. Right. I mean, if it's Firebolt, it's Firebolt. It's a powerful spell. Or you wait and use it when you need to save from something. Yeah, that's true, too. I'm sorry. I'm just really struggling because I feel like I can't help. I feel like there's... Uh, I mean, I made that guy dance, but, like, I'm... Mm-hmm. I'm still feeling dancing. like... I know, but, like, I, I'm feeling like there's not really much else I can do that's not just going to pick around the edges. There's also plenty of healing that can be done at this point. <laughs> I'm at half health. Cyril's at... Cyril's taking a bunch, too. We know Cyril's Arvin's at about a quarter oh, down. Okay. Well, then that makes my job easier. Thank you for that. I'm going to cast Mature Wounds. Okay. So this is going to affect me, Finnegan, Cyril, and Darb. All right. All right. All right. And I don't want to mess with your... Yeah. I'm not going to use rebellious stuff for your healing. That's too much of a dick move. So go ahead and roll your healing. I would have reminded you that you had that previously. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Oh, crap. I can't do that. Oh, shit. Why not? Well, unless I cast it at level eight. Oh, spell slots? Fuck. You've got god charges. Cast cure wounds and then bump it up with god just for multiple targets. Okay, I have two. What is that going to get me? Uh, that'll get you th- three targets. Well, then I cast it on everybody but myself. Oh, but it's just cure wounds. It's like eight <laughs> hit points. Okay. I, I mean, if you're worried about that, I think attacking the enemies is a real good move. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm just feeling like everything I have in my arsenal is stupid right now. Mm-hmm. Like nothing is helpful. Like mask your wounds. When you're casting it at eighth level, you're also increasing the number of dice that you're using. That would be an extra 3d8. So it'd be 6d8 plus your mod for health. Like, it wouldn't be wasted. It would still be granting more health. Okay. I'm gonna, um, well, why don't I do that then? Screw it. Okay. Okay. So this is Mass Cure Wounds at level 8? That is correct. Okay. How much health is everybody getting back? 34. 34 health back to everybody. And that includes your spellcasting mod, yes. right? Yes. Okay. Yes, it does. Very nice. I'm sure Cyril and Finnegan and Darwin are very appreciative. Since they are in the middle of it all. Everybody feeling better? A little bit healthier? A little heartier? Much. Alright, anything else? Arnis? No, I think... I think that's it. Alright. Finnegan, Nils has just really laid into you. We're standing right there in front of you now. What do you want to do? Hmm... Well, he's so kindly standing in front of me. Mm-hmm. Has dispel magic on his fucking sword. Oh. oh. 
dispel magic is a touch thing, right? I'm just trying to picture it in my head. Oh no, it's range 120 nope, feet. You don't gotta touch it. I mean, there is gonna be a an ability check because this is a high level magic item. Cool. Just a moment. Hmm. Hmm. All right. Well, I'm looking. I'm looking more into spell magic and how it affects magic items. There seems to be some folks saying that it only works on the magical effects produced by the item and not the item itself, but I don't know if I like that. <laughs> um, can permanent magical effects be dispelled? If it's permanent, it can be dispelled unless description says otherwise, such as in Wall of Stone. Uh, no effect on racial abilities, such as Vampire's Charm or Druid's Wild Shape. I guess this might be class as well. I don't understand why I wouldn't be able to cast it on the sword. I know, I know. I, I think it should be at least something you can attempt. I mean, it's a magic item. Yeah, it's a magic item. Nah, 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 nah. I'm just, just going through and seeing if the uh, sage advice has anything particular about it. Okay, yeah, it's a magic item. Cool. Yeah, there's some people who are like, no, it's a permanent magical thing. It's not a spell. And I'm like, well, it works on effects too. And there's always a chance that it could fail. Let me just pull up Darwin. Uh, where is it? Where is it? The Grim Bone Sword is what it is called. It currently has how many magical effects? It has four magical effects. So, some big checks. Yeah, based on how well you do on your ability check, we'll see how many of that gets wiped out, if any. Sound good? Are you going to make me do one check for all of them? No, no, this will just be one roll, because um, Dispel Magic is make an ability check. So, Well, but it says for each spell of fourth level higher on get make an ability check, so... Oh, for each spell of fourth level higher on... It could be read either way. Oh, I see. Sorry, I hadn't read that part. Yeah, we can treat each of those four things as spells, effects. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. This is an action, and you reach out to dispel this sword in his hand to dispel the effects on this sword in his hand. I guess okay. technically there's a fifth one, but that's just the thing that connects it to Darwin, and that's not something you could dispel, but all the things that have been done to it. Yeah. Let's go ahead. Make four spellcasting ability checks. I just want to make sure I've got my correct bonus. Okay, here we go. Number one. Mm -hmm. I'm guessing it's a good bonus. Just go down the line here. Well, it's the first one. <laughs> Second one is 19. Okay. Third is 23. I like this trajectory. And the last one's eight. Oh. Okay. Two of these effects are going to be dispelled. I guess it makes the most sense just to go in order of how they're listed on the item card that I have here. My apologies in advance to Darwin that his fancy leg sword, bone sword, uh, is less good than it was a moment ago. <laughs> so let me just see which two are those. Still get the first and the last. So it's maintaining its numerical bonus and its fancy other thing that it does, which you'll find out once you actually get hit with it. I'll, I'll tell you everything that it had once I actually get to use it. Cool. But cool. That was harsh, man. <laughs> yeah, and then I'm going to look him straight in the eye, hold my fist up like I'm going to punch him, and then I'm going to punch the ground with my ringed fist and cast Destructive oh. Wave. 
Alrighty then, buddy. <sighs> Destruct. I forgot that you got that in there. Oh yeah, that's been sitting in there for a while. It's a DC save of 18 constitution, and I'm going to... It's 30 feet, so I'm going to prevent my allies and myself from having to make that save. They're safe. Oh, that's right. It's each creature you choose. Or take 5d6 thunder, as well as 5d6 radiant or necrotic. Okay. And be knocked prone. Or half damage and up. All right. Cool. I need to make... Three constitution saving throws. And remember, one of them is dancing. I know, 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 I know. Uh, let, me, let me pull up auto real fast. Has disadvantage on dexterity saving throws, so I don't think that's going to affect constitution. Okay, I need three dice. Well, the dancing guy failed hard. There's a two on the die. <laughs> Poor Marston. He did one cool thing. And then just fuck that guy. Nils, however, got a 19 on the die. Of course. Kirio, only a 16. Well, and Nils, because he's a monk, is likely not going to take any damage. That's only for deck saving throws, remember. It's not for anything with the saving throw. Oh, yeah, that's right. Okay. Okay, so my thunder damage, 19, 1, 9. And the radiant damage that's following up. Okay. 16. And 16. All right. Thank you for giving me those separately. So those get halved for nils into nine and eight. But the other two take 35 right off the top and fall prone. This awesome destructive wave just bursts out from the center of this teleportation circle. Nils stumbles a bit, keeps himself upright. Curio falls down. Marston falls down, legs still dancing in the air, because Arnus is a jerk. Arnus did what he had to do. I'm not saying you didn't. I'm just saying <laughs> this guy is prone on the ground and is still kicking. Very nice, Finnegan. Mm-hmm. Anything else you'd like to do? Um, that's my turn. Okay. What about Cyril? Uh, Cyril. Cyril has Curio right next to her. Who's yep. prone on the ground now. And is going to turn around and try and whack him. And he's prone, so she gets advantage, right? Yes, they are prone. Curio uh, is the they. shape changer. Got it. They, yes, I'm sorry. Yeah, advantage. Ooh, that is an 18 on the die. That'll hit. Nine damage. Okay. And that's a crit. <laughs> All right. Big money. Big money right here. Curio's having a bad day. Ooh, nice. That's max damage on one die and 17 total. Hooey. All right. Very nice. A couple of hard tail slams right into Curio's midsection. There. <coughs> Anything else from Cyril? Nope. All right, then. Darvin, you are no longer stunned. Nils has turned his back to you in order to attack Finnegan. And you're in the center of this teleportation circle. You can feel the grim pendants around you. There's six on each of those bony fingers. What do you want to do? I would like to follow Finnegan's advice and spend a god point or two and see if I can't make some earthquakes and fissures and roof cavings and stuff happen. And bring the roof down. Fuck yes. Literally. 
But I'm wondering if I should move away from the teleportation circle first. No, no you should crack that shit in half. Like an egg. All right. All right. I guess I mean, with the circle at the center, if possible. Yeah, you can certainly just bust right in the middle. We'll see what the magic, what, we'll see what the effect is. Also prefer to damage my friends as little as possible and the enemies as much as possible, you know? Finnegan is in the circle right now, so. It's all good, man. Don't worry about Finnegan. He told you to do it. All right. Okay. Where do we have, where is it? Fissures, fissures, fissures. As an action, you can spend Divine Charge to empower a strike that can open a fissure. When you do so, you create a fissure up to 50 feet long, 10 feet wide, and 1d10 times 10 feet deep. You're on a roof, so don't worry about depth so much. <laughs> I, I will say if you do choose to increase the depth, it will just fall harder. So maybe it doesn't just crash down to the floor below you. Maybe it just crash, keeps crashing down. Oh, further down. <laughs> yeah, that wonderful thing where, you know, the roof caves in, it just keeps collapsing down. Yeah, yeah. How many divine charges do you want to spend? Well, I guess we could spend three, make sure they take some good damage. The damage will mostly be just from the fall. You opening up the fissure doesn't hurt anybody. And me increasing the fall speed doesn't really either, right? I mean, if it's... If you fall down to the basement, that means you're all falling, like, potentially 40, 50 feet. No, more, it's because the, the, rest of us. the main room is quite tall. Uh, if you fall all the way back down to, like, the main hall where that huge statue of Corum is, I think that alone is going to see. There was this floor, there was one more floor, then there was another floor, so you're... That's going to be at least, like, 60, 70 feet that you're falling if you go all the way down there, which is so, really cool. But it might hurt some people. What I'm hearing is, yeah, I probably only want to spend one on this then. Okay. Right? Because okay. I'm not going to get much better by spending more than one. What's the width on it when you do one? Or the radius? 10 feet wide. It's 50 feet long, 10 feet wide. Uh, do I need a wider radius than that? You can make it wider if you want. You can choose to take in more of the roof. Mm. Yeah, I mean, strategically, you want to take as much of it down as you can. So going deep isn't what you want. You want to go wide. Yeah. Okay, could I spend a total of three key points then to take more width? Yeah. We can increase that by 10 feet and nice. for each charge. So make for a total of 30 feet wide, you're going to be bringing down a lot of this roof. That will be you and Finnegan and Cyril and all three of these enemies. It will not be Arnus. Arnus is not close enough for that, unless you extend this 50-foot line directly to Arnus. Just to get him? No, that's cool. Yeah, I don't know. Express elevator down to the lower floor. <laughs> <laughs> Which is great. The healer's still above us and can be healing from the sky. <laughs> yep, it sounds good And not to me. buried under the stone with the rest of us. Yay? Okay. <laughs> I don't know. Now you're all god on high about it. It's going to be awesome because this dude has no idea this is coming. No. <laughs> no idea Darwin can do this. This is pretty cool. Nils knows all about... Well, Nils knows as much about your connection to Quorum as probably anybody does. But your connection to uh, Cade? Nah. Nah, he doesn't know nothing about your connection to Cade. So you're punching right into the center of the, of the teleportation circle then, huh? Punching into the center. Just like Finnegan did. 
I think at first Nils is bracing himself and expecting a very similar effect. Like, oh, another destructive wave? Shit, I wasn't expecting that. And then the whole roof just starts to shake. As you punch down into the center, you feel the connection between you and Cade and the stone. And for all of the stone outside of this teleportation circle, Cade's just like, not a problem, we're taking it down. But this is magic. You know, it's a little bit more resistant. And you can feel his frustration at that. So cracks just emanate out in a spiderweb fashion from each of the six bony fingers. There is a solid crack through the center of the teleportation circle, but it doesn't shatter as a whole. And the whole thing just comes down. (sighs) Crashing down onto the floor below you in those body preparation rooms. I need everybody in that whole mess to make a dexterity saving throw. It's low, you're only falling one floor, but just in case. 27. You're fine. <laughs> Cyril got uh, eight. Okay. And Finnegan got a 14. All right. Rolling for our prone friends now. Did I say Marston's having a bad day? Because Marston's having a bad day. Good. <laughs> he rolled a two and a three. Nice. So everybody who rolled higher than a 10, you fall, no damage, not falling prone. Anybody who did get under. So Cyril and Marston. 10 bludgeoning damage and knocked prone. Marston is even more prone than before. Little bits of rubble and dirt on him. Just, uh, uh, you hear the clack of stone as his legs continue to dance. <laughs> Noise. Yeah. yeah, they do. Mm -hmm. You would think falling and hitting your head might stop that, but no. Mm -hmm. No, no, why would it do that? Darwin, you said you used three of those, right? Yes. Okay, so you're down to four charges. Four. Once the dust settles, you can see the results of your handiwork. You've fallen 10, 15 feet down onto the floor below you. Curio and Marston are still prone. Marston is looking even worse. Nils is on his feet. He's just fine. This is a short fall. For a monk, that's nothing. The teleportation circle and the bone fingers themselves are damaged, but not destroyed. The tip of one of the fingers has fallen off. There's a crack down the center of the teleportation circle, and it's kind of at an odd angle adjoining to itself, like someone started to fold it. And the tips of two of the fingers on either side are touching now almost creating like a little cage. There's still plenty enough room in between the bone fingers, of course, to leave it. But it's looking more like a birdcage now. Finnegan is still on his feet. Cyril did not fare so well. Arnus is still up top. Darwin, that's your action. Is there anything else you'd like to do? Mm, I wonder if I could move somewhere more opportune. You are still inside the teleportation circle, so I think that would make any place more opportune. Okay, yeah, let's just start. Let's get out of the teleportation circle. Okay. Don't forget uh, to use a key point to dodge or disengage, please. I was going to say, need... Nils will swipe at you oh, if you right. don't take the disengage action. Right, right, right. Yeah, let's spend a key point to do that also. Okay. 
You knew this fall was coming. You were prepared to get the hell out of the way. So as you start moving, Nils is turning to swipe at you with your own leg. You're already gone. You're just too fast. How far away are you getting? Get a safe distance. Like, wait, hang on. What's my speed again? A lot. Where can I find it? It's like 55, right? Yes, it is 55. Okay. Uh, We'll go like 50 feet. I want to be able to get back next turn. Okay. And the way this roof caved in, you have access to both of the rooms that you came in through before. There's the one more sanitary body prep room that has the large circular doors along the side. And then there's the more surgical body prep room with all the equipment, saws and the hooks and whatnot. Which of those two rooms do you want to be in? Go the second, the saws and hooks and stuff. All right. Bunch of makeshift weapons in there. Okay. Nils is quite frustrated that you're leaving. As you run away, it's just like, no! Anything else you want to do, Darwin? Or say? Nope. That's it. Okay. Nils and the gang's turn. Curio sees you way over there and is just going to charge their speed, getting in between. Uh, no, they're going to dash. They're just going to run all the way up to you. If they had a hand, this is where they'd put it on your shoulder. But they reach out with their tentacles just in a, a motioning way. This isn't an attack. They don't have enough left to attack. But they reach out with their tentacles. Darvin, you don't understand. We need you. Get back in there. It's less pleading and more demanding. But there is a sense of urgency. Marston needs to try to save. Wisdom saving throw. Oh, this might do it. Hey, Aranus. This is wisdom, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. Does a 20 pass? Damn, yeah. <sighs> the dancing stops. They ugh, push themselves up, dust themselves off a little bit, shake out the grasshopper legs. <sighs> That's all they can really do on their turn. They're happy where they're at, physically. And you locked them down for a really good amount of time there. Oh, yeah. I had to do something. If he had more movement, he would just leap up to the roof, but doesn't. And then it's Nils. Before he acts, he says, Darvin, you should have stayed put. This would have been much safer had you done so. He's going to kneel down, place his hands on the ground, and he's going to attempt to activate this now damaged teleportation circle. So it's going to be a rough bit of it. It won't be as assured a success as it would have been before this. You said he's kneeling? Yeah, he's kneeling. Cool. He's like eight feet tall, so he's not like super low to you, but he is now more eye level with you. But yeah, he's kneeling. He wants to touch the ground. He's got to do that. Touches the ground, and you can see, uh, Finnegan, you can see a flicker of magic illuminate the runes. Uh, it's kind of crackling a bit in a, a faltering way. Had the circle been complete and undamaged, this would just light up, but it's flickering. It's crackling. You can see some of that light extend up through the bony fingers, and where those grim pendants are, they begin to glow a little as well. It's this deep purple color. Darvin, the instant that magic hits those grim pendants, you feel a slight pull on your body, as if your body wants to be whole. It's not enough to move you. 
but you can feel that pull like a weak magnetic attraction. Right, he needs to make a check here since this is damaged now. Not great. And as he does so, Finnegan and Darwin, you can see about five feet above the ground in the center of this teleportation circle. There's a small sphere that begins to grow, crackling with that same dark purple energy. Finnegan, it looks just like the hollow. Without Darwin's body present here, it is pulling on the most recent, most powerful thing that he was able to accomplish. Obviously, the hollow is not Nils's end goal, but he begins to activate this. He turns his head, looks at you, Darwin. If you get back in here, we won't have to worry about what comes out of this. And with that, we'll bring this chapter to a close. But the story will always continue. Thanks again to all of our Patreon patrons for your support. If you'd like to become a patron, go to patreon.com slash Podcast and pick out a level that's right for you. Before we go, I'd like to give special thanks to everyone at the $5 and up tiers. At the $5 city council level, thank you, Shannon DeMello. At the $10 mayor level, thank you, Christopher DeMello. At the $15 governor level, thank you, Phoenix Bryan and Sierra Jones. Thank you for listening to this chapter in Seasons of Skyrend. If you like what you heard, please leave us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you find us. If you want to chat, we're on Twitter at Skyrend Podcast. You can join our Discord server, or you can email us at skyrenpodcast at gmail.com. You can also find us online at skyrenpodcast.com. As always, thanks to Daryl Barnes for creating our theme music. You can find them on Twitter at Daryl Barnes underscore. We also want to thank the talented at Gabby underscore Desu on Twitter for our fantastic podcast art. Thanks again for joining us. We'll see you next time on Seasons of Skyrend.